One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. I'm afraid all the evidence is that President Putin is indeed bent on a full-scale invasion of Ukraine uh, and uh, the overrunning, the subjugation of an independent, sovereign European country. It's a very dark day in Europe. The UK has warned that the Russian invasion of Ukraine has already begun. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has announced UK sanctions under his first barrage of measures over the Ukrainian incursion. It comes after Vladimir Putin recognised two breakaway regions of eastern Ukraine as independent states and ordered in what he claimed were Russian peacekeeping troops. But the US said calling them peacekeepers was nonsense and accused Russia of creating a pretext for war. Dr. Julie Norman is a lecturer in politics and international relations at University College London and the co-director of the UCL Centre on US Politics. Dr. Norman, Russia's sent in so-called peacekeeping forces. Are they keeping the peace? Well, the forces are just moving in right now, but it's very unlikely they will be in any way peacekeepers. What we see Russia doing right now is moving troops into two breakaway regions that have been the site of ongoing low-intensity conflict for the last uh, seven or eight years, really since 2014. It's important to note that most of that activity has been by rebels uh, within the area. But it's also true that there has been a covert Russian troop presence in some parts of that area in the past. But what we see announced today and much more likely is a much more robust troop presence in those areas that are not only the more Russian rebel-held areas, but the Ukraine-held areas as well. And again, a much more likely to be a much larger force, much more overt force. Again, they're going under the cover of this sort of peacekeeping, to use Putin's term. But you know, it's pretty unanimous from the international community that this is an act of aggression and is essentially an incursion into Ukraine. Is diplomacy done now? Well, it's important to note that I think all uh, NATO actors so far, the US, the UK, have been underscoring the fact that diplomacy is still an option if or when Putin wants to take that route. Again, what happened today is an incursion into these breakaway areas. It's unclear if this is as far as Putin will push things, if this is kind of his uh, way of saving face, if you will, by declaring this independence, moving forces in. But kind of not moving on other parts of Ukraine. What the bigger fear is, is that this is just the first step into launching a larger invasion. This is, of course, what NATO, the UK, the US is trying to avert. It's unclear if there will be 
further opportunities for diplomacy to do that. There were some scheduled meetings for later this week, but after last night's uh, actions, those are yet to be confirmed again. And so we're not sure if those will continue or not. Will this all be over quickly or are we expecting this to be the start of a very long conflict? This will likely be the start of something long. It's unclear to what extent it'll stay in this kind of heightened escalatory point or not. Again, this could be the beginning of something much larger, or it could be uh, kind of the, the peak point of something that we've seen building for quite a while. What is true, though, is that either way, this level of threat from Russia around Ukraine is likely to continue, whether these 100,000 plus troops now estimated more than 150,000 remain just on the border of Ukraine as a constant threat, or if they are indeed mobilized. Even if they remain just on the border, that is still a very tenuous situation and one that is going to demand uh, significant attention and readiness from NATO and uh, and from the UK. Um, Obviously, if things escalate further, this could become a very drawn out conflict and one that would have many different kinds of repercussions. Obviously, the direct impact on the people of Ukraine, but also um, refugee flows, economic implications, regional implications as well. What does the government of Ukraine potentially look like after this? Well, what we've been hearing, of course, from Ukraine's government is really pushing on NATO to show resolve at this moment, calling for the employment of sanctions, which you've already seen some beginning indicators from the UK and the US. But within Ukraine, it's going to be trying to also demonstrate their own resolve and strength at this moment. And we've heard projections of calm so far from the president. He will certainly be trying to maintain that. With that said, again, if the operation escalates or what is just as likely, if not more so, if there are efforts to destabilize the government, whether through uh, saboteurs or through cyber attacks, through um, any number of other kinds of mechanisms that Russia may use, those are all things that the Ukrainian government right now is trying to prepare for and, uh, and kind of have contingency plans in place. So again, this is a government that has been very well aware of this threat. They've been preparing for this potential uh, potential escalation. And so right now, they're again, just trying to demonstrate resolve and prepare for any of these potential scenarios. Do you think Putin has further expansion plans? Well, that's certainly what we have been hearing and seeing uh, over these past few weeks of escalation is that, you know, Putin would be perhaps prepared to move beyond these breakaway regions into Ukraine more broadly. One thing that Putin is looking for from NATO is an assurance that Ukraine would never be admitted into the NATO alliance. That seems to be kind of the one thing where he would consider further negotiations on if that point was was to be negotiated further. We have not seen many suggestions of yet is further kinds of invasions or incursions beyond Ukraine into current NATO states, you know, either the Baltic states or Poland or other Eastern European states. That is not something that is a serious area of concern at the moment. The focus seems right now to be on Ukraine and to what extent the uh, incursions and invasions will stay in the eastern regions and to what extent they will extend through the rest of the state. Can they be stopped? Unfortunately, we know that just in terms of military strength, you know, Russia just on a very objective level could outpower Ukraine. And we also know that no NATO states are even considering or committing to sending any kind of troops or on the ground presence to Ukraine. What we are seeing instead is that NATO is trying to uh, discuss ways to augment 
Ukraine's defensive capabilities. There's already been the shipments of different kinds of defensive weapons to them over the last month, including you know anti-tank missiles and these kinds of things that were not that were usually not given before. So that will hopefully be something. But again, if this was to escalate into a large-scale war, it would be hard, at least in the short term, to see this going well for Ukraine. With that said, often in situations like this, we see a battle victory for an aggressor state, but often a very difficult time in then managing or holding that state. So we would expect a very significant pushback to Russian forces by Ukraine if they were indeed to take over the state in that way. And so it could end up being a very long, problematic kind of occupation for Russia. So that's another kind of long-term scenario that um, that some are anticipating. Is China watching this situation closely? They certainly are. And it was actually interesting last night at the UN Security Council's emergency meeting about Russia's moves that even China seemed to be kind of walking a a bit of a tightrope on this and actually did also reaffirm states' rights to sovereignty and territorial integrity. And they said, including Ukraine. So that was a little bit of a pushback to Russia on that. And that's one kind of international norm that China has always doubled down on the sense of, of other states not invading and other, other states' uh, kind of territories or affairs. With that said, right before the Olympics, China and Russia kind of committed to closer relations and, and closer strategy. The two are closer now than we've seen in some recent years, but it's important to know that they're not you know, tight allies at this point. And again, one of the worries about kind of the backside of sanctions would be pushing Russia even further towards China, which is a reality that most NATO states also don't want to see. So it's a, it's a tight balancing act there as well. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.